You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome into the show. Happy Wednesday, uh, June 23rd. Again, I say it every day, but my God, June is just flying by. Tom, Ricky, we're your hosts. Ricky, how are you this morning? Good morning, Tom. How you doing? Just lovely. Off a 3-0 day. You can't, you can't ask for anything better than that. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Big day for uh, Steady Picks 4-1. and one. I went 1-0. and oh. Winners all around. I played them all, Tom. Did you play Did you play all the picks? I did not play all the picks. I only played uh, my picks. All right. Let's we'll see how I it is. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I pretty much. Actually, I did technically play your pick. The Clippers really, you kind of really got me into that one. That wasn't oh, one yeah, I was expecting true. We were on to kind of play. Game. Yep. Um, but yeah, really good day. I'm feeling really, really confident with where the handicap's at for me in the MLB. I mean, the Giants were probably the most unpopular play last night, uh, which was kind of weird. Like everyone was all over the Angels. The Angels' home splits were incredible. The Giants' road splits are very poor. And it just seemed like for most people, an absolute no-brainer to go ahead and take the take the Angels at home. Like I said, took the Giants, winner. Marlins, pretty ugly play. Uh, the first, I, um, oh, the Marlins lost time. Well, Ricky, I I gave out first five, which I'm looking now. Oh, it got marked on the game on the website. Yep, yep. Website had it up wrong. Was first five, which was a winner, one nothing. You got to email support and deal with that mess, Tom. <laughs> You're gonna have to fight that battle. I've been there. They just gotta listen, you know. You gotta, you yeah. Gotta, just play back the audio. Just play back the just episode. Play it back. Uh, and I remember it. Yeah, you just gotta listen. These people. We I'm, got, I'm here we gotta for fire you to help get people. that fixed. We gotta fire these people. It's seriously. called attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, imagine that though, because. That mistake was the difference in a win. You you gotta you gotta put your foot down on them, Tom. And I mean, I never bet first fives, and it worked out just perfectly. Like when you bet a first five, you're like, okay, they're gonna win the beginning, and then they're gonna lose, and that's exactly how it went. So you gotta feel good when that happens. But come on, the Blue Jays literally tied it in the sixth inning. That was the perfect first five bet. Yep. yep. Well, just well as Alcantara was getting a little tired. Right before they pulled him. 
I'm going to be listening right. back to yesterday's audio to that, make sure you're not like now. I can't even look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Now the people, everyone who listened, um, I encourage you to go back and see if Tom's telling the truth. That's the beauty of, uh, <laughs> the, the, you know, doing the show and then posting it. You, you know, you can never really lie. <laughs> yeah, true. No, that's the beauty of it. But, uh, well done, man. Three, and know, you got your uh, your prop bet that added another win to their total as well. We found you a plus 650 instead of a plus 600 on the Giants to win the ML- NL West. So I know you uh, like that extra juice there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that bet. Love that bet. The Giants are good. The Giants are the real deal. But recapping the steady picks plays real quick for you, Tom. We've we had the uh, the Astros minus one on the alternate run line. They won the game by two. We had the Athletics money line. They won. We had the Mariners money line. They won. My gosh, the Rockies are really bad on the road. This is real, huh? They're really bad on the road. Jeez. Yeah. Then uh, Clippers plus five and a half, which won. And then the White Sox money line, which was the only loser of the night. Four and one total. One and oh for Ricky. Clippers plus five and a half. So- yeah, it's just a good day all around. And more than winning, my favorite is when we feel like when we have a good discussion. Like I think our Clippers reasoning was really solid. I think my plays yesterday were very solid from, you know, just uh, an analytical standpoint. And same as the steady picks plays, you know, you read down these, these write-ups that they have posted here and um, it's just a great, great bits of information. So above winning, that's what it's all about. Learning, teaching yourself to kind of identify what might be a profitable spot. Love it. And starting in that, uh, in that Clippers game, Tom, did you watch any of this? I did not, to be honest. It's too late for me. What which is such a, a shame. Game. Really? It was a it was a wild game. Um, I'll just give you like the last minute or so because that's really where where it'd be best to pick it up. Uh, the Clippers are up one point, Tom. Paul George is at the free throw line. There's like twenty something seconds left in the game, all right? Paul George misses both free throws. Oh my. Could have put the game up. He misses both. Then, uh, I forget what happens. I think the Suns turn the ball over. They get it back somehow, and they have it. They're down. Uh, they're down one point, and there's .8 seconds left in the game. Um, at this moment, they're down. The Suns are down one point. .8 seconds left. Don't even have enough time to really get a shot. And they execute the tip in like they oh, no. inbounded it at the rim and oh, no. Aiden tipped it in. They win the game by one point on a buzzer beater tip in. Essentially, uh, Paul George threw up like a full court shot at the end with like 0.2 seconds left. But oh man, Ben uh, Paul George caught a case of the Ben Simmons yips. Oh, he misses no. two, and the Suns steal the game. And it really sometimes is just that simple. As much as we talk about three points and blah, 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 and this and that, sometimes it really is that simple. comes down to making free throws at the end of the game. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Tom, Devin Booker, 
I'm such a big fan of him that I actually went back in did a little research of like his draft history and you know how he landed on the Suns. You're not going to believe this. So Devin Booker was the 13th pick overall in the 2015 draft. Okay, 15. Okay, 13th pick. Guess who the Sixers took? We'll start there because they made the first laughable pick in this draft. Guess who the Sixers, the Sixers took number three overall in this who draft? Who would that have been? Uh, 15. Okafor? Jaleel Okafor. Oh, my gosh. I actually like Jaleel Okafor, but uh, that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, yeah. but So let me <laughs> let me go to five now where Orlando took Mario Herzonia. I don't know if he's in the league. I'll read you off some of these other names that went before Devin Booker. Uh, Willie Cauley-Steen, he's decent. He's still in the league. Emmanuel Moutier, I don't even know if he's around. Stanley Johnson, oh, Frank God. Kaminsky, Frank Justice Kaminsky. Winslow, Justice Trey Lyles. Pick. Yeah, he's decent. But thir- 12 guys go before Devin Booker. Um, so what What a steal. What a hell of a draft pick by the Suns. Um but just an interesting note there. It's everyone's all all about the superstars. It's a superstar league. This is a guy who was drafted 13th overall and developed, and he's a superstar. And you gotta love that. He truly is. And I always wonder, you know, these these teams, they've got all world analytics to look at some of this stuff. Who's gonna be good, who's not? And I re- I sometimes I wonder when a guy falls like that, where the sun's sitting there at twelve or thirteen or whatever, just like rocking in their chair like, oh, dear God, please let Booker still be there. Or is it one of those things where it just comes to you, okay, it's our pick, like, here were our options, who do we like better, okay, let's go with Booker. And it just Like, they almost like settle on him. Right, it's like, ah, I wanted I wanted uh, Willie Cauley-Stein up there, but he didn't fall, so I guess we'll just go, Booker was our third choice here. <laughs> that, that's so funny, Tom, because especially in the NFL – I've always wanted to be a fly on the wall in the draft room, you know, in the heat of the pick, because I feel like, yeah, just a lot of, uh, I feel like it's a, it's a interesting scene to see them go through the players and you know who they really wanted. Did they settle? Right. But, uh, it worked out really nicely for them. So good job. Excellent. Sons, whoever made that pick. And as we look to tonight across the NBA, we have one game and we're getting to the point where it's, you know, it's one game every every night, every other night, something like that. Um, looks like they've got games lined up. I think it's just back and forth until the series is over at this point. Yep. But today, Atlanta Hawks, Milwaukee Bucks, game one of the series. Atlanta is seven or eight point dogs, depending where you go. Open seven and a half. One book went to seven. Others went to eight. I'm going to confirm that the seven is actually there because I, I I, think they're all at eight, to be honest. Uh, yeah, they're all at eight. The only seven and a half I'm seeing left is at Pinnacle. Pinnacle is an interesting one. Um, you don't really... They're, they're known as one of the sharper books. So you always... And here's a little pro tip for everybody. I'm glad you you brought that up. If I can if I can go off the rails here for a second. Oh, of course. We love a good Tom tip. Pinnacle is 
one of the books known as one of the sharper books around, like offshore, like whatever books. It's always good to compare the other numbers to that because they generally stay sharper for longer. So if you're seeing eights and Pinnacle has a seven, that's generally the sharper line. So looking, then you would say, okay, I think the Hawks plus eight is probably a good bet. And no, you're not going to do that for just go down the list and see which one Pinnacle has a discrepancy against the books. You know, no, you're not going to do that. Right. But um, it is nice to keep in mind as you look at things because they're very sharp. They actually book action like a real book is supposed to. And uh, it's just a good reference point. It's basically the bottom line. Just a great reference point when you look across the market. That's helpful, Tom. I appreciate that because I, I often notice that Pinnacle is the outlier line um, or they'll be the last to adjust. So it's interesting. Is there any other books that you find to be more like similar to that uh, that keep the lines a bit sharper? Um, no, Pinnacle's the one. Pinnacle is far and away the, you know. That's the one. That's the one you want. Okay. There's your Tom tip for the day. I do what I can. <laughs> Love it. So back into um, back into Hawks box. Yes. Do you do you have a pick for this one, Tom? Um, I I don't. I'm not betting this game. If I had to bet this game, I'm taking the Atlanta Hawks plus eight. I think they're fired up. I think eight points is a ton, a ton of points against a Milwaukee Bucks team that I'm just not so sure they're that good. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm really not sure that they're that good. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. Let me break down the game a little bit and see if I can sell one of us into a pick because I'm not definitive right now either, but let me see what I can do here, okay? Okay. Talk to me. So in terms of the money, roughly 55% of the money is back in the bucks tonight, the public money that is. So the line has been pretty pretty frozen at seven and a half it's gone to eight it looks like so i assume around tip we can we can ideally see that minus eight number one of the books is actually juiced up on the plus eight so could you know go back to seven and a half go 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 back to seven and a half yeah okay all right so in terms of the line that's where we're at with the money now in terms of these three teams matching up together, they played three times this season, Tom. And I'm going to list you off how the three results went. The last game was on April 25th. The game was played in Atlanta. The Hawks were a a five-and-a-half-point dog. They won the game outright, 111-104. to That was on April 25th. The game prior to that, they were, was played in Atlanta. They were a four and a half point dog. They lost the game 109 to 120. They failed to cover. The third matchup, this one, take it with a grain of salt because it was back in January, January 24th in Milwaukee. 
the Hawks lost 115 to 129, and that was a 12 point spread in Milwaukee. Well, that would have been back with their old coach. Because remember, they started the year. It was. Like, like uh, I don't know, eight games under five. Like, they were eight and 16 or 18 or something when, when the coaching change happened. And then they were the yep. best team in the second half of the of the best team in the NBA in the second half. So if you're taking just the the most recent game, the Hawks beat them outright by seven points in Atlanta. In yep. Atlanta, keep in mind, which is you know they're one of the better home teams in the league, and so is Milwaukee. We're but, seeing that the home, like. When a team goes back home, it's generally like three or three and a half points in the postseason this year. When the team go like so, this game's at eight. If it were at in Atlanta, it would be five and a half. Yeah, and look at that. So the the line, Tom, when it was in Atlanta back in late April, was five and a half. Yeah, so that's about where they. In the postseason, they're they're putting the road home differential maybe three, maybe two and a half, maybe three and a half, somewhere in there. Um, yep. If I had to play a game, I don't know how you could take the Milwaukee Bucks minus eight points when the NBA is just dominated by long stretches, late comebacks, late just drama in general. To beat a team by eight points, I mean, you're pretty much blowing them out. I, I really wanted to place a bet on this game, and I'm not going to, Tom. I don't like it. And one thing we won't do, I know you and I both, is for something that we don't feel good about, unless it's with the Sixers or something. But <laughs> I just I don't like the game. Nothing. I'm looking through the trends here, you know, in terms of like uh, on the road, you know, Atlanta is about a 50% ATS team. At home, Milwaukee's about a 50% uh, as a road underdog, roughly 50% for Atlanta as a home favorite, roughly 50% for the Bucks. Like, they're everything, there's not one signal, whether it be trends, money, um, the game itself, previous results. There's, there's nothing that makes me feel there's an edge on either side. I feel like you got to watch this one and see how the two teams match up. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Don't be afraid to look at a live bet. We don't talk about that enough, the kind of the strategy to that, because um, I'm not the live better to be giving that advice. Um, but don't be afraid to live bet stuff, because there's often a lot of value in doing that. Waiting till the game starts, seeing how it goes, and then determining if there's a better opportunity to take the Hawks, or the Bucks for that matter. I love that. I would almost say whichever side presents the most value early, you know, so if someone jumps out to a big run, if you're able to get Hawks plus 15 or maybe Bucks close to a pick them, I don't know. You know, yeah, that, that, that's got my ear more than this current spread. We're going to no have question. to find somebody who um, kind of specializes in live bets because. You know who's a great live better, Tom? Who's that? Big John. Big John. Big John is is the live better. Um, I, I, anytime I watch a game with him, he's very he's just waiting for that moment to pull his phone out and 
get that ticket. You know, he he watches the game anticipating a live bet. Um, and I know he's had a lot of success in the NFL with those. So he'd be a good guy to bring back on. He gave us John Rahm, big, big winner. Let's see if you could give us uh, some advice there as well. I think we should for sure because I, I, I really do think that's the way of the world going forward. Like you think about – you just think about the way that everything is instantaneous, like now, 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 all these apps and everything. Live betting is going to be very popular, and it already is. But you'll see a growth in, in live betting. And uh, the lines are generally I, – I can't – I don't like live betting at all some people exclusively live bet yep and believe there's no value prior to the game starting now that, 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 option, very, that option's available honestly it's very that's a a very solid argument these lines are sharp anymore like if you don't think the lines that they're posting are pretty sharp you're crazy especially in the nba playoffs or nfl any week in the nfl baseball maybe you find like some mispriced lines but NBA, you're not going to find it. Um, so live betting can really get a different. Now, the only problem with that is they really take advantage of the unknown, and the num like the numbers are always shaded to the house. So they're always a bit shaded. It's not very analytical. It's more of a gut feeling kind of thing, which you know I don't believe you can win betting that way. Just on Tom, a, on a gut. You, you really just nailed it. Something that I want to touch back on. Okay. So people who are analytic betters and data driven betters hate live betting because like you said, you can't, you don't know if you're really get. You don't have enough time with how quickly everything's moving to calculate whether or not the value's yep. there and if it makes sense. Whereas people who, and I'm going to use Donnie as an example because Donnie, I know watches every fucking game literally like you know this guy yep. he knows the teams he knows the players and so when he's watching a game live and he sees so and so's not looking right tonight and he can identify something that he didn't identify beforehand and and jump on it there like that would be someone too who uh could be a great live better but anyone who really takes detail in the game itself and the players and the way it's the game is flowing um, those are the people who will really enjoy live betting. I agree. And I think um, I think it can be slightly combined, and it should be. Like, in this game, if you have the edge towards the Hawks, like, in your numbers or your math, if you have an edge towards the Hawks, you shouldn't try to find a spot to bet the Bucks, Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you had an edge towards Atlanta before the game, don't go into the game and then go, up. Oh, I'm betting, I'm betting Milwaukee. Like, I think you got to kind of stick to the side that you were, that you're anticipating wanting to bet. And if it doesn't, and just work try out, to get a better number yeah, on that side. Yep. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out or it doesn't look right, then you stay off the game. See, that's a great way to look at it too. You know, just see if you can get a better number on what you wanted all along. Ricky, over to the MLB after we take a quick break. I've got one play in the MLB. So no plays from us in the NBA. And uh, I've got one MLB play, maybe two. Maybe two. I'm not sure about the other. We'll talk through it. 
Steady Picks Radio Wake Up a Wager. We'll be back in a minute. www.steadypicks.com and become a member today. A Steady Picks membership is only $20 per month and gives you all the tools you need to become a better sports better. Use promo code RADIO for 50% off your first month and follow us on social media at Steady Picks for daily updates. Enjoy listening to Steady Picks Radio and be sure to head over to SteadyPicks.com and sign up today. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Tom, Ricky, we're your hosts. Let's talk through the NBA game. Let's get into the MLB. Ricky, I've got one, maybe two plays for you. Love it. I need Hit to get me, your I need to get your your feel on these. The this first, is my favorite part of the show, Tom, where I can sit back, let you sell me on some games. And you just decide whether you come or not. Yep. Um, wow. So two games that have my eye. I need to decide what to do. The one that I'm definitely taking. I think I'm going to bet both. The one that I'm definitely taking, as scary as this is, we're taking the Angels first five money line. Uh, a few reasons. Otani is the MVP of this league. I don't care what you say. I don't care if Vlad Guerrero hits for the Triple Crown or not. I don't care. Otani's doing something we have never, ever, ever seen before. Hmm. Angels and Gosman's good. So this play does hurt a little bit because Gosman is very good. However, Otani is on another level. He's incredible. The Angels are at home again, which we already identified that their home road splits and the Giants' home road splits are very favorable to the Angels, even though we we went against it last night. Uh, It's a 4 o'clock game. Los Angeles Angels, first five, money line, minus 110. Pretty standard uh, stuff there, minus 110. Let me ask you this. Why... Why first five versus the game when we could get plus money on the game? Because the Giants are a very good hitting team. The Angels' bullpen is not that great. The longer that drags out and the Giants get more at-bats, the worse I think it goes for the Angels just overall. Because the Giants can hit. Okay. I think they can have a chance if it's a duel, Gosman and Otani. I think they can get it done in the first five. I think Otani can can be good enough to stop it for five innings and have a good start. So it's really betting on the heels of Otani here. Which I know is not something that you, you typically like to do. So I'm going to roll with you on this one, Tom. Um, I do like Gosman a lot. I mean, he's been, he's been fantastic. Yeah, his advanced numbers, I mean... Just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Which is, you know, 2.75 expected ERA. Which he is due for a correction that way. Because his real ERA is 1.5. 
that's just too low to sustain. He's got that sinker, and those guys like he's a ground ball machine. Yep. He's, he's he's the exact type of pitcher that I think is really valuable to have. Um, but uh, Angels minus one ten first five. Tom, uh, you're, you you went you went three and zero yesterday. I'll give you I'll give you a shot. I'm gonna rock with you today again. Let's do it. Otani's really good as well. He's no he's no schlup. Three point five expected ERA. Expect a batting average of under 200. That's fantastic. Just really good. All around, really, really solid. They play well when Otani plays. No Mike Trout. No Mike Trout. Doesn't matter. Did you know that? Yes. Doesn't matter. Okay, just making sure. Otani. All right, so that one... um... That one, now that I saw no Mike Trout, I actually will not be putting that on my card. But I do typically bet your picks, Tom. So I will bet it, but I'm not putting my name on it. (laughs) (laughs) That is okay. Nobody's name needs to be on it besides uh, me. Awesome. Uh, What else do you got? Anything else in the MLB? One other play. And, oh, you're going to hate this one, I think. Um. The late game. Back to the Dodgers and the Padres. Oh, no. If you can believe that. We're going with oh, the Padres. No. Minus 115. Padres. Padres. Minus 115. I believe this, is the best number I can find. This is surprising to me. Yeah, minus 115 is the best one out there right now. The play here is really simple, Ricky. Really, really simple for you. Bauer has suffered as the league is cracking down on foreign substance, the sticky, you know, sticky stuff. Trevor Bauer has been annihilated by the change. His RPM numbers across all pitches are down drastically, big time. So, this is a fade Trevor Bauer special. You don't get to do it real often, but based on the numbers that I've seen and my numbers that I run on on spin rates, which I have been tracking now because it's so important because good pitchers have spin rates that have declined insane amounts due to, to everything going on. Trevor Bauer is the most susceptible to having a terrible start Musgrove himself pitching for the Padres is excellent. Should be a really good game. I just don't believe in Trevor Bauer right now. You know, I don't want to get caught up in another rant and tangent about this, but I just want to go on record and say how dumb the MLB is for allowing this Sticky icky shit to happen. Like, if you ain't cheating, you're losing, Ricky. If you ain't cheating, you're losing. The thing is, like, just let them don't change it in the middle of the season. First, like, you're fucking with the game. And this guy, this Manfred guy, I'm sorry, but he's an idiot, Tom. This guy's 
dumb. He's bad for the game of baseball. He's the worst commissioner in all major sports. He's stupid. And I'm just like, I don't even want to watch baseball because of this shit. You got Glass now saying he got injured from it. There's just so much like laughable things going on in the M- in the MLB right now. Trevor Bauer, like you said, he's looking like an ace, and now he's getting rocked. Like, but honestly, Ricky, the they're game. not they're not changing anything. They're not they cheap. are. No, they're they not. They are. It's always they're- been the rule. You can't do that. This is the thing, though. They used to so, and if you talk to MLB pitchers, I watched a huge special on this. I'm not saying I talked to MLB pitchers, but I really did my homework on this. And if you go back, Tom, 50 years to the Nolan Ryan era, and you and you you know talk to active players around the league at that time, they'll all say that whether it was rosin and sunscreen, whether it was some Vaseline or just like a mixture of water and sugar, there was all different mixtures that people were using mm-hmm. um, all throughout the history of baseball just to you know keep your your grip nice on the ball and. For you to just one in the middle of the season just crack down on all of that, like I understand the spider tack or whatever. There's one substance in particular that really uh, upticks the spin on the ball, but like they cracked down, they eliminated everything. They're going out there and checking your hand, your glove, your hat, you know, for any possible substance on there. And like all I'm saying is don't do it in the middle of the season. And affect the game like this where now you're your guy like it's just it's flipped the game it's flipped the season upside down in my opinion it is strange in the middle of the season to decide to do that a lot of the guys will argue that when you hear them talk about this that the consistency of the baseball is not um is bad right so yeah every ball that they get is a little bit different and that is why they need to have a better grip because sometimes they're tackier, sometimes they're smooth. Like the baseballs are so vastly different that you think can't about that, possibly Tom. have any consistency. But at the really same time, guys, like, come on, you're cheating. Like flat, like baseball is a game of cheaters, and you're cheating. And now they're putting a stop to it. So just like throw the damn baseball. That's what I feel. Like I don't saying. even know if it's cheating though. You know, like is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is this is a this is like a conversation that is for another day. I feel like because we could really get into this, but I don't know, Tom. I I, I hate it, and I just want to say again, that Manfred guy, what a clown! What a what an absolute clown! Get him out of the league. Either way, Trevor Bauer is, believe it or not, susceptible to a poor performance based on pulling that from the uh you know you can't use that anymore so he is susceptible to it joe musgrove and the padres minus 115 is the best line available at the moment jump on that i think that's a really strong play love it two two mlb plays from tom and who would have thought so it actually is bleeding into your betting and your handicapping, Tom, because this play has a direct link to Trevor Bauer not having the icky. You so have to, it, you have just, to consider it. You have to. I, but remember, about a week ago, when we were like, "Please, just don't let this cut into our handicapping," where we actually need to start thinking about it. And right. look what happened. You're we, right. We do. And you literally, I could not 
I mean, because there's some guys that it just is going to affect them so badly. It's like you, Ian Anderson you to. hasn't won a game since. Yeah. Yep. Trevor Bauer's been terrible. I mean, Garrett Cole fell off a cliff after they got rid of it. Bieber, so. Bieber. on the Indians. It's terrible. Crazy shit. But does it really, is it kind of telling that like maybe some of these guys aren't as good as we thought they were? I hate this, you know. I wish I say that quietly, but like, are some of these dudes just like not that good? And that's the whole thing. I don't know. Would it, would it have been better to just hush, play baseball, or have this happen where everyone's just like annoyed and doesn't know, opinionated? We all have our own opinion on it. We're well, all I kind of want. I want the good pitchers to be actually good. I don't want them to be good because they got a, you know, like Degrom, dude's still a beast. Doesn't even matter what you do. You could cut off his his arm, and he's still a beast. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. How that's impressive what's is that? Though that the best pitcher in the game, no link to it at all. But that's what I'm saying. That's how it's supposed to be, and that's why I think like what he's doing is so truly impressive. Like these guys are crumbling apart because they can't use sunscreen on the baseball to help them get a better <laughs> grip, and Degrom just goes out and throws a. He has more RBIs than earned runs this year. That's insane. So don't That's tell really me insane. that you can't pitch and you're going to get hurt without it. I mean, Degrom is having injuries, but <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's linked to to not being able to use that. But um, he is getting. He is having quite a few injuries this year, though. And that actually gets me really fired up. Because I, I just think it's ridiculous. Like, you're going to cry because you can't use the stuff, but DeGrom is just still an absolute stud. Like, come on. Maybe you're just not that good. I think it's that yeah, simple. Scherzer, same deal. Scherzer's still Scherzer. Scherzer's Some still of those Scherzer. natural spinners. It's like if you're... Like, Aaron it's Nola. just that simple. If you weren't that good, maybe, you know, maybe you're not that good. Fair enough, Cole, Shane Bieber, maybe you're just not that good. Trevor Bauer. Who's going to get rocked tonight? Did Trevor Bauer? This is my last question about this. His, I know we got a massive contract. Was it a one-year deal or was it a long-term deal? I don't know. Because imagine if you paid him. See, this is where it really gets crazy to me. If I gave Trevor Bauer, let's just throw an example out there, a $200 million contract over the course of, let's say, seven seasons or whatever. And I found out that he was on what I paid for was spider tack version of Trevor Bauer. And now that he's now that that's been banned and he doesn't have it, he actually his his comp would be more to someone who has like a thirty five million dollar contract or a seventy million dollar contract. And I'm out one hundred and thirty million that spells lawsuits and a really sticky situation. No pun intended. No pun intended. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that, this shit's going to get ugly for the MLB, and I'm going to laugh when it does because this guy's an idiot. I mean, I, I just feel like, dude, you can't cheat. Like, stop cheating. That's simple as that. Send send the sniffing sticky tack dogs out at the end of the year. That's all I'm saying, Tom. I agree with you, but... Now the year's fucked, and I didn't want that. Hopefully, it will it will even out and level out, you know, toward the end of the season, and it will just be a little uh, window that we're we're in right now with it. So, um, 
Bauer's given up a, a, a boatload of runs in his last several outings, so got to keep an eye on that. Um, Musgrove has been pitching much, much better. Um, not too much to be worried about. 3.3 expected ERA, 225 expected batting average. I have him right up at the top inside the 90th percentile of pitchers for this matchup. So really good spot. Um, Padres minus 115 and the Angels first five minus 110. That's what I've got for you today. Ricky, any closing thoughts for us here? Nothing. Just just one more game I'd love to get a quick uh, insight on from you, Tom. Talk to me. The Tampa Bay Rays have lost, I believe, five in a row. Let me see here. Ooh, more than that. One, two, three, seven, eight in a row. Jeez. So they're sliding up right now. They're at home against the Red Sox. They're a minus 140, I'm seeing. They got Rich Hill on the mound, who's been pretty steady for them throughout the season. But the Rays are 0-4 against Boston this season. They, they This team, I don't know what it is, but they don't match up well. Do you like the Rays at all tonight to get back in the win column? Uh, if we look at Rich Hill's numbers, 4.2 expected ERA, 240 expected batting average. I don't have him in a particularly high, um, the numbers I ran this morning, not a particularly high um, percentile across the league today. Uh, I really right want to bet the Rays, Tom. Pretty average. Uh, Is there anything you see? Garrett Richards is not very good. That's about what I can give you. Almost a 300 expected batting average, 54% hard hit rate. Um, Fuck it. Half unit play for Ricky. 5.62 expected ERA. I have him actually in the bottom 8 percentile of pitchers in my numbers. Bottom 8 percentile. Wow. Wow. I, I just think that the Rays are... Kevin Cash is going to get this team. He's going to stop the skid today. Rays half unit, minus 140. That's my only play of the day. All right. Getting a little baseball out of Ricky. Yep, yep. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Remember, Steady Picks is 100% free. Sign up today, steadypicks.com. You put your name in, put your email, put your favorite team sign up start reading all the good stuff we have there steady picks radio wake up and wager good luck today we'll talk to you tomorrow